Welcome to Beaver Dunes Movies, James Beaver here, and uh, we have a returning guest, uh, Big Clifford. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? What's cracking hacking, buddy? Yeah, man. It's uh, good to see you. Uh, luckily, we've not seen a piece of shit that's going to disappoint us. No, no. Because me and you quit midway. We got like so exhausted talking about it. <laughs> you could actually yeah. physically hear us groan in a- anger and go, you know what? Fuck it. Done. <laughs> We're <it> done. <laughs> Just turn it off. Well, luckily, we've actually uh, decided to pick, although it could get bad as this episode goes on. Cause, uh, at least uh, not to start with. Uh, it's going to start high, just to let you guys know. It's going to start positive. But then as it goes, it's just going to fucking hit a dip. It might go up depending on your opinions, uh, but I'm actually very interested. So today, uh, we are... We are going to have a conversation about the whole series of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. from the movie series. We'll be here all day if we talk about the cartoon. Funny enough, though, in England, ninjas were banned. Oh. Yes. They could not use the term ninjas. Throwing stars, nunchucks. A lot of ninja movies were banned. Oh. Wow. So they had to change the name from ninja to hero. Even in the opening song from the cartoon... Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yes. Interesting. It works, though, but it's still it's still goofy. Yeah. It's very goofy. Almost so, sounds like a Nickelodeon cartoon. It, pretty much. It, which it is now, actually. Mm-hmm. It's actually on Nickelodeon now. I think it's owned by Nick as well. Yeah. They kind of really made it more anime-looking. Yeah, they did. Before we uh, deep dive into the movies, Cliff, just tell me your love for Turtles. Just have a essay ready just let us know why oh, you man. Love. it goes back to the original movie yeah that was, it was honestly it was one of the first movies i ever seen oh wow yeah so i, I kind of have a really good nostalgia for it uh my cousin took me to the first ever ninja turtles movie uh, i believe it was like 1990 oh jesus uh, yeah so it was my first movie fell in love with it you know countless amounts of pictures with me and my turtle toys and oh uh, yeah I, you know, when I was younger, I watched quite a bit. The turtle toys, the yeah. t-shirts, the pajamas. Did you have the show? Oh, dude, I had everything, man. Yeah? You had everything? Everything. You name it, I had it. Oh, man. I kind of collected a little bit of tools, but my main like love was Ghostbusters. Not to reveal this, but I collect turtles still. <laughs> I, I've actually seen uh, you post uh, some of your collection. My, ne- my NECA collection, yes. Yes, I saw that. Uh, you're actually selling some stuff right now, right? Any from Anybody from NECA, if you are listening, I will take sponsorship. <laughs> hey, I'll take it too. Well, just throwing that out there. If you're listening, just give me a call, man. Just give me a call. By all means, send a turtle. Send uh, a turtle. What, a live turtle? Just like a full-on live turtle with a, with a band and everything like that? Yeah. Why not? You never know what could happen. <laughs> exactly. Do you know the humble beginnings of Turtles? Uh, I know it started off as like a, a kind of a dark... Uh, it started off as like a darker comic. It started off as kind of like a dark parody of Daredevil. Oh, I never knew it was related to that. Yeah, because it, they took... Uh, instead of the foot, it was the hand in Daredevil. I remember that part from yeah. Daredevil. It was the hand. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I thought it was a way lot of around. it. A lot of like the tone and everything like that has been parodied from Daredevil mm-hmm. in the comics. It still had the dark tone, mm-hmm. but a lot of it comes from that. Hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back, and we're going to start with the first, and in my opinion, the best. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizzler's Quiz Night fundraising alternative. Quizzler's is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive. It's social. It's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizzlers, on Instagram at Quizzlers Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. Mention the discount code BeaverDoesMovies to receive 15% off your next Quizzlers booking. And we are back, and we are now ready to talk about, in my opinion, the best one. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Definitely, definitely. Because it has, the, the tone of it is so great. It's actually kind of way ahead of its time. Because when you kind of figure how it was and how violent and stuff like that, it's kind of like what modern Marvel movies are. Would you consider that? Yeah, because I mean, it was like, uh, it was almost like they brought animation to life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like the designs of the puppets are really well done. The animatronic heads. Oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. So this was directed by Steve Barron, uh, produced by Simon Fields, uh, music uh, by John Perez. No one cares about this part. Distributed by New Line Cinema. Cinema. Yeah. Or, or like pretty much the house that Freddy Krueger built. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I think kind of the, the darker edge because when it comes to New Line, they kind of went for the more darker movies. And so they pretty much gave free reign. Uh, came out March the 30th, 1990. I was five. I was ten. Goddamn. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, running time in 93 minutes. Uh, budget of thirteen point five million. Wow, I, most of that had to have been for the animatronics. Oh yeah, pretty much because uh, it, it didn't have any names. It does. It does have names, but they weren't names at the time. No, they were kind of voice actors. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The only one is uh, Corey Feldman, yeah. who, who was Donatello. Voice of Donatello. Uh, box office is two hundred and two million dollars. And that's actually surprising because. But I mean, at the time, movies weren't really. They aren't. They were not what they are well, today, though. But probably, if you increase this for inflation, like upgraded ticket prices, this would have been like probably a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it would have been up there. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because they made like quite a bit percentage back of their budget, like multiple times over. Mm-hmm. And considering what happens later on in the series, well, they had that, and then don't forget, like you know, in toys. The, in the toy in the eighties, oh. in the 80s, those toys were huge. Oh yeah, you know. So like, when the movie came out, it was just a you know, it was it was just an advertisement for the toys. That's all it was. Uh, so, um, all the creatures were designed by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. Yep, and that's just that's the per- like they are some of the best creature designers in the game. Amazing, uh, along with Stan Winston. Who has done like Jurassic Park and Predator and all that good shit? He oh. is the man, but also Jim Henson is on the other side too. Mm-hmm. They're like the kings. So into the movie. Uh, if you don't know what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is, who the fuck are you? And what rock have you lived under? Exactly, because <laughs> every generation since the has 80s, at least heard of it. Yeah, has at least seen something. Yeah, you don't have to be a fan, but you should at least know them and what they are. They are four turtles di- discovered by a rat. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on what law you go for, either it's a mutated man or it's an actual rat. 
It depends. Uh, it depends on yeah, the law. I know. I know. In the cartoon, it was a mutated man. Yeah, a man. But in the movie, it talked about the rat becoming in contact with the mutagen that yeah. turned him into like a human form. And because he was around like a master, he he knew martial arts. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but considering this movie, the origin of the story kind of ventured away from the cartoon a little bit. Yeah, it included aliens and stuff like that. <laughs> like you know, in the in the cartoon, yeah, it went it went yeah. went as far as aliens. So, and then so from birth from birth, this rat man has brought life to these uh, four turtles that also had the same mutagen. Yeah. Uh, and then from children to now teenagers, they've been taught the ways of, of the, like the ninja. Mm-hmm. So they are the teenage mutant ninja turtles. It's not just a clever uh, name. And they're all named after Renaissance p- painters: mm-hmm. uh, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, and Donatello. Leonardo. Leonardo. Did yeah. I say Donatello twice? twice? Yeah. Shit. Leonardo is my favorite too. So <laughs> the fact that I forgot it. Oh goddamn. Uh, so this movie is is kind of an origin story. It introduces them. It introduces April O'Neil, introduces the Shredder, so it's kind of an origin story, but not really, because it doesn't show them. It, it, it kind of goes back to show you where they came from yeah. originally. Yes. Uh, and then it kind of shows that, you know, that they've been around for a while, they're hidden, they have this lifestyle underground. And... Yeah, it, it shows you, like, how they get pizza, how how they fight, how they're in the shadows. Yep. Um, how they usually walk around during the day if they have to, which is with the classic... The trench coat, oh, the Casey cu- Jones. The amazing, yeah. The introduced Casey Jones, uh, mm-hmm. Elias Cotas, who people keep confusing him for Chris, uh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah, from Law and Order. Law and Order, Oz, uh, Happy. Everyone, everyone always tells me, oh, he's until it's like, not the same guy. No, it's not. No. It's actually the guy from Falling Skies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a Canadian actor. Oh. So, um, Elias Cotas. Hmm. Um, pretty much one of the best casey jones like in, i knew it wasn't the same guy but i didn't i wasn't couldn't, yeah i couldn't remember his name yeah but you can like he's like the american version <laughs> of elias cotas and so um shredder in this movie is pretty cool he's very basic looking he's not extravagant but he's very cool oh yeah it's like super like having his own little teenage cult kind of yeah thing. i really enjoyed that aspect just the whole um, I was actually listening to something and so um, when you were a little kid and you saw like the, the foot hangout did you want to be a part of that hangout? I thought it was cool it was cool because, yeah. because you had like the pool you had kids smoking you had the arcade games I'm like shit I'm, I'm, I, I'm okay without the smoking but the arcade but stuff and it, all the other stuff was really cool yeah I, I don't smoke either but it, it just looked cool it, it did yeah uh, I would actually start smoking if I was part of that gang because I'm already bad. I may as well just fucking kill myself with cancer. If you're already a badass, you know, when in Rome, right? Exactly. And so you kind of want to join this crazy guy named Shredder's gang called The Foot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, though, that they made them all human because I think because of the cartoon, we're going to do a lot of comparisons to the cartoon. There were robots. Like The, the foot, foot were robots. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because they couldn't show them cutting people in half. Yeah. Or even like hitting them with like swords and It was more yeah, it was more the violence against the robots, yeah. not violence against other people. Yeah, it's very interesting, like knowing what I know now with cartoons. And not only that too, like if you think about it, some of that stuff now wouldn't wouldn't go as good with you know, people would be offended, you know, because yeah. the whole gang mentality and exactly. stuff like that and 
you know, underage smoking kids. And <laughs> this movie would be toned the fuck down. Or, well, or have a, like an R rating. And they wouldn't allow it because they want to try and sell it to many. Yeah, the violence. Yeah. You know, they got um, the attack on April O'Neil in the subway, right? That, yeah. Violence against women. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it would be picked apart by it, people it would who be. actually, you know. Like, especially the ending when Shredder gets destroyed by yeah. the garbage truck. Yeah. Like that. And like the not the nonchalant way he does it, it's like holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of funny, you know. Like you know, the the guy you got four turtles. Yeah, you know, and they're super skilled. Oh yes. And he gets basically done over by hip toss from the roof into a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do. I appreciate that though because it makes Master Splinter still be a badass. Oh, it does. And why they don't just kidnap this old feeble man because he will beat the shit out of everybody mm-hmm. uh, they kind of do that in which a re- they, but they they kind of moved into the second yes they kind of did that um yeah like like I said um I, I think this was one of the first movies where I heard a swear word when uh Raphael yells damn really loudly I think that's one of the first utterance yeah in like a family movie of a swear word i grew up with like a lot of action movies in my yeah. house so i mean for me you know being you know 10 11 years old oh, yeah. you know seeing action movies like i grew up with guys like you know watching chuck norris yeah and, you know jean-claude van damme so like you know at 10 11 years old seeing a lot of you know r-rated movies yeah. wasn't really a big thing I, I would say this was like the first swear word that i remember i probably watched things where i've heard a lot of swearing but watching that i remember the like looking to my dad and go, what's damn? I was like, shut up. <laughs> you know? Ah, my parents weren't, weren't very careful with their words. Yeah. So damn was pretty tame compared yeah. to what I've already heard. <laughs> but, but by six, the gloves were off and I was watching like horror movies. So. Oh yeah. 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 Like my first day of school, I went and watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the series. Yeah. Same here. I was explaining about Nightmare on Elm Street to a, uh, to a, to a new friend I made because it was my first day and they were like terrified <laughs> so yeah I was trying to explain Chucky to a few kids <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah like like I said uh, this movie like it's just really nice really well done kind of like a, a prototype of Deadpool where it's taken it from a comic and it's maintained. It was a darker, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a darker. They threw in a little bit of comedy. Yeah. You know, they didn't have that fourth wall stuff. No, it didn't. But know. it still. But it was still just as good. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't like change much. They weren't like humans wearing like turtle suits. They, because I think that might be one plan that they had. Yeah. Was to have it being humans that turn into turtles, because that's usually what they do. They don't try and lay too much into the comic they try and like morph it that's, that's why they I think, I think that's why they just touched on the story a little bit in that yeah. one scene just to show you where they came from yeah uh, as as opposed to it, it being a complete origin story you know like if you talk about origin stories you know think about Wolverine right yes you know what I mean where they start where they start from the beginning and then you know yeah but it, they touched on it to give you an idea of where they came from I think this was like the perfect beginning film because it, it slightly tells you what it is but then it gets straight into the story. And that's the best part. Yeah, because sometimes an origin story like can just be bogged down. like Too much information. Yeah. You know, and all you want to know is, okay, what's going on now? Yeah. Like, especially, like, I love Spider-Man. Too many origin stories. Can they stop shooting Uncle Ben? 
Leave him alone. He's dead. How poor, many how many times poor, can you shoot the ball? If I see guy. if that if in that third movie they decide to show him getting shot, I'm like, he's already dead. Same with Batman. I don't want to see the the Waynes get shot anymore. How, how many times can how many times can they kill those poor guys? Yeah, they killed him in the Joker, mm-hmm. and that's not a Batman movie. <laughs> spoiler alert! But uh, I heard I've heard I've read about it. Yeah, like spoiler alert! But in that movie, the, the Waynes get shot, mm-hmm. and you see the the Batman origin once again. So, good movie, great first movie, fantastic. So what we're going to do now is we're going to collect our thoughts and we're going to go into Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Uh, the lyrics. Awesome. Yes, you know what I mean. I might even just do a uh, straight read of the lyrics. <laughs> and now we are here for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Use. A lot of people didn't come back for this one. No. I, I think they changed pretty much every actor. Uh, they did. Uh, I, think, I think they changed the look of a couple of Turtles, too. I think it was... The, the, the looks were changed. Uh, April O'Neil was a different actress. Yes. Uh, I believe the Shredder was a different... Um, yeah, pretty much every major one was replaced. Um, there well, was... It also took place a little later, too. It did, but... It's just they replaced everybody. Um, how, how long? Because if you remember, at the it end, was one if, year later. At the end, yeah, at the end of the first movie, yeah, her apartment burned because her apartment was above that antique shop. Then they, yeah. they went out to the country, did all that, and then when they got back, yeah. you know, that's kind of when they fought Shredder and he died. Yeah, you know. But then at the beginning of the Secret of the Ooze, you know, it's kind of, you know, when they were talking about it. Yeah. But then they're in April's apartment. Oh. Um, so what happened was uh, this had quite a bit of problems. Uh, there was actually they could not use Bebop and Rocksteady at all. No, because it was the there was actually like uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Lard, the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja, pretty much said no. Yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, so they instead used Razor and Tokar, mm-hmm. um, as you said, which, which is pretty much the name of two current re- wrestlers in the WWE. Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, so yeah, this was rushed into production. And you can kind of see. The one thing I kind of appreciated about this, uh, if they would have stuck it and actually had everyone that worked come back, yeah, it would have been a better movie. But in, in the good addition, though, is they added um, Ernie Reyes Jr. Yes. You know, phenomenal martial artist. You know, phenomenal action star and stuff like that. Yeah, too. he was actually... You remember Street Fighter the movie? Yep. You remember Street Fighter the movie, the game? No. There's a, it's pretty much... It, in the style of Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Oh. And he's a Kuma. Hmm. Yeah. He's not in the movie, but they basically hired... He was a stuntman on Street Fighter. And they hired him to be a fighter. And they basically made him in... I just remember watching some movies and hit, having, seeing him in there and stuff like that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Surf Ninjas? Surf Ninjas? That yes. Was, that was interesting. So let's uh, go into the background on this. So this movie... Was directed by Michael Pressman, so pretty much the old director was gone as well. Mm-hmm. It came out March twenty second, nineteen ninety one. So pretty much, this was a rush production, like less than I a think, year. I think they were riding the coattails of the original. Yeah. So it was like they were like, "Hey, you know what? There's a hype. Let's just throw the second one out there." Pretty much, this was a co production between Japan and the United States. Eighty eight minutes. The movie made uh, was had a budget of twenty five million. And the box office was seventy-eight point six million. Hmm. 
So all this rush and instead of cultivating it and bringing out a better product because they rushed it and it looked it, it didn't make any bank. No. Uh, Like I said, the one thing I appreciate is that they kind of went more balls to the wall on the creatures. Uh, I really love the design of Tokor and Razor. Yeah, it was they were awesome. Uh, it was it a wolf and a snapping turtle. Yep. Uh, it was a shame it wasn't Bebop from Rocksteady, but with contractual issues, um, Super Shredder, Kevin Nash. God damn, you don't see him, <laughs> but the whole that scene I still remember to this day. Oh yeah. Just from him, just super jacked, rising, super jacked, smashing, smashing everything. everything. I think he was. Um, it was when he was in WCW was Oz. Because yep, there's a picture was... of him without his helmet, and he has his uh, mohawk. Do you remember that? I believe so. Yeah. And and even then, after that, he ends up killing himself. But fucking up, basically. And I remember the scene on them be disappearing, and then their shells popping up one by one. Yeah. That was a really cool scene. Uh, I especially love... Like, Shredder in this, I really enjoy, even though it's a different actor. My favorite bit was when he's looking at Toko and Razor and he's trying to talk to them. And he looks at the doctor and goes, They're babies! Just screaming like, They're fucking babies! That's what I appreciated. But I, as me and you mentioned off mic, this went from kind of violent, kind of cool, to a lot more goofy. Yeah, they, I think, they barely I think at the time there was it was no crossovers. There was no like you know there was no multiple genres. It was yeah. Like you were classified as you know either you know action, action, thriller, you know that kind of Comic, stuff. Yeah, there was no like rom com. You know what I mean? Like there was it was like yeah, there was no mixture of it. So no, it was they kind of added they added a little more comedy into the more, the more they kind of lean more into the comedy. And I noticed it didn't use their weapons as much. No, did you, you know that? It wasn't a lot. They would often use stuff around them or punches or kicks my favorite was the opening um the opening of the the movie when they're having that little fight in the little market square there yes michelangelo grabbing the the meat yeah just bopping him in the the mouth that was great what else do you appreciate about this movie uh like the the fact that they you know they include at the time it was like 1991 right so yeah a lot of different things were going on around then and you know when, when they when they made the foot kind of their little hideout it was within the the junkyard yeah you know at, at that time it was cool like i mean the punk rock thing was around you know so it was it was 91 yeah yeah a little more punk a little more you know there was no such thing as grunge right so <laughs> that, it, was, it was building up though it was it was coming around it was going from hair metal and it had like this phase where punk was back for a, a hot minute yeah and then it was going into grunge which is around 92 but i guess in that time is where you know a lot of martial arts movies came around Yes. You know, it was like kind of the height of it. Yeah. The, the early 90s was the height of all of it. And then, you know, after that, it went into action, but no, not as much martial arts. Yeah. So now let's talk about the main event of this movie. Oh. Vanilla fucking ice. Oh. Oh, my God. Ice, ice, baby. Oh, God. You remember when Vanilla Ice tried to do new metal when Limp Biscuit was big? And he did a, a new metal version of. Ice Ice Baby, and it's just him screaming Ice Ice Baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to present you some lyrics from the Go Ninja rap. Oh, no. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that spiked to the motherfucker. Yo, it's the Green Machine, going to rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down, slamming a jam into the swing, new swing sound? 
Yeah, everybody, let's move. Vanilla is here with a new jack groove. Gonna rock and roll this place with the power of the ninja turtle base. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the ninja while the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Go, 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 go. Go, ninja, go, ninja, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Lyrics fill in the gap. Drop that bass and get the ninja rap. Feel it if you know what I mean. Give it up for those heroes in green. Just flow and smooth with the power. Kick it up hour after hour. Kicking this place after only one winner. You better aim straight so you can hit the center. It, in it to win it with the, a team of four. Ninja, to, ninja turtles that you got to adore. It's the ninja ninja. You know, you can hear me basically slam it. Cause my inner, my inner flat top and fade, and my Doc <laughs> Martens are crying. I can right now. see your hair just receding back in. Oh no! The, the, I, I, I couldn't even finish that. The sad part was, is all I'm picturing is you know like Michelangelo <laughs> doing the Roger Rabbit on the dance floor. Yeah, you know, and then busting out a, you know, oh. a spin. You know, man, I felt I, I my whiteness. I'm I, I think I'm a new shade of white after just to- talking about that bullshit. <laughs> I think you hit Casper, buddy. Oh fuck. Oh man. So let's end on that low note and go to another low note. We'll be right back where we're going to talk about. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, where even me as a child was disappointed. Yeah. Okay. After that disappointing uh, reading of lyrics, we're now going to go into a disappointing movie. I was really disappointed in this third one. Uh, This came out in 1993, so I was eight. And usually when you're younger, you don't give a shit as long as you see pretty shit. Uh, You know... I remember even being a kid, I was disappointed when it yeah. came out. Yeah, and like, they brought back Casey Jones. Elias Cotas was in it. Yep. But the thing is, it wasn't Casey Jones. It was some dude, you know, going back It was back like his time. ancestor. Yeah. And it was just silly. Uh, pretty much the turtles go back in time for reasons. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember why. Um, what it was is there was a scepter. Yes. The scepter was activated... Like the in the future, the turtles' time, and then it brought back whoever was holding it. She she finds it at a flea market. Yeah. Yes. Whoever was holding the scepter, and then the present was brought back to the past, and whoever was holding it in the past was brought back to the yeah. Present. So you get like the nin- like the samurai coming in, and the ninja turtles go back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I was most disappointed about this is that they didn't have a villain. They had like they did, but they didn't. It was just yeah. like that. Uh... Considering like the last movie and how noteworthy they were with Shredder, Toko, and Razor. This one kind of just had like a nobody villain. Yeah, it it, just just in name, just some jerk they didn't like. I really wished they had like the original Shredder. That would have been cool. You know that the Shredder is a name that's been passed down generation to generation, and like that, the original, yeah, yeah, and then. So it turns out that in the first movie, that, that one actually died. And that in the second one, that's a brand new that took over his mantle and took his helmet from the trash. Mm-hmm. But instead, they got some new name. Uh, and then April and the turtles. Oh, April's there too. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a scene where she's trapped and she sees uh, Elias Cotus and is like, oh, I must be his ancestor. And then looks at the rap and goes, I see you're probably 
uh, Splinter's you know, descendant too. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, this, this movie was bad. It was. It, it. I didn't understand why. I mean, technically, the only thing that kind of tied it from the second one to the third one was the fact that you know it's two years after they defeated the Foot Clan. Yeah, and the fact that the only you know in the when they were in the present, it was the same you know location layer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's the only thing that tied it together. Otherwise, yeah. it kind of had no purpose. It, it started really cool because I really enjoyed like the dance at the start of the movie. Yep, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then from there. It was, it was just a downward slope, uh, and there was like no stopping it. No, um, I, I feel they really suffered from not having like a clear, colorful villain. Uh, it didn't ramp anything up. It was just more of a, of a problem. I didn't see like a, a villain. It was like a, it was like one of those uh, filler episodes in a TV series. Yeah, where oh, we can't face the problem right now. It's almost like the boss before the boss in the yes. video game. Yeah, little mini boss. It's like a the side mission. Boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel anything was going on. There was no discovery made about them. It was just a side mission. It, it's almost like they put it as a placeholder for like a real third movie. If they adapted the the third movie to the video game, or even you know close to the cartoon, you know they could have ventured off into something else instead of time travel. How about yeah. you have aliens come down like they did in the cartoons, bringing Kang? You know, yeah. Or Krang, sorry. Yeah, I think at the time, you know, you, 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 you like. It would have worked. Especially with Jim Henson involved. It would have worked. Yeah. All you got is a brain with tentacles. Yeah, pretty much. And then you just have like a giant actor. Yeah. Like a giant... I think at the time, you got, you think it was 1993, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, uh, you know, Vader... Vader. Would have fit that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Ox Baker. Yeah. Like, like a big wrestler dude. You don't even have to have him speak. No. He's just got to be there as the body, you know? And then you, you kind of... You, you edit you canning into the, you basically put like a, a, bit, a green strip on his stomach and then yeah. just uh, animatronic and there you go you got yourself a cool fucking look or even what they did in uh, True tr- um, tr- Total Recall where they had like uh, water oh yeah yeah pretty much you could have done that same thing although apparently they did they kind of went away from Krang because they thought it would give kids nightmares Considering you got like this giant rat and these turtles, that's something you would consider right. too much. So then a big talking brain would have been too much. Yeah, <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, yeah, like like I said, this really this really suffered from not having a good villain at all, mm-hmm. and it's it's such a shame. And here's the scary thing: this movie cost fifty million to make. Oh. And like considering the last one was twenty five million, this is double the budget. The second. How much movie. did they pocket though? Forty five million. That, that's yeah, I can I, I explains it. Uh, uh sorry, forty two point two million. Oh, yeah. So this was a bomb. Yeah. And it's the worst rated, and it pretty much killed the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out nineteen ninety three. Like so, it was two years later. So they had time. Apparently, though, from the way I see it, it did, I think there was like a lot of production problems. Like trying to get a story and stuff like that, because the story was all over the place. It first, was first. It was there back in time. Then uh, Raphael falls in love with, or was it Michelangelo? I believe it was Raphael. I believe so. Yeah, you know, he he fell in love, and then he didn't want to go back, and it's it just yeah, it's just, it's not good, and it's really disappointing that it ended like this, because the second one wasn't as good but it still 
had promise. It still had a, a fantastic story. But it's so disappointing where it went. So on that somber note, uh, I, I say when we come back, we'll get gather our thoughts. I say we go into the, the remake verse. Let's go talk some Michael Bay. Uh, uh, yeah, it's exciting and it's also disappointing. Yeah. Okay, so now we're talking remakes. Um, basically, we're doing all the live action stuff. We might do like the animated stuff uh, late after this, but it depends on how much time we have. Um, uh, in between, don't forget, in between number three and the remakes of recent. Yeah, the TMNT. There was uh, the live action TV show. Yeah, oh god. It wasn't the greatest, but it was there. Oh man. And they actually introduced a fifth turtle where they found Mona Lisa. Female turtle. Was it uh, Mona Lisa or was it Venus? I think it was Venus. Yeah. Not uh, 100% sure. It was pretty much produced uh, by the guys who did Power Rangers. There was even like crossovers. Yeah, it was. Where, where you had the Power Rangers crossover and with. There was even some cartoons to where it was Batman and the Ninja Turtles. And yeah. Stuff like that. I... There's, like the animated stuff is quite good, like especially in the movies. Uh, one of my favorite ones is where they combined all the different cartoons. Uh, like the original 87 cartoon, the comic book cartoon, and the, at the time the current cartoon oh. in like a big time event. Oh wow! Yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. Check that one out. Yeah, um, then you had TMNT, which was like an animated, computer-generated movie. Yeah, which was okay. It was good. It was okay. It was good. Um, Could have been better, but yeah. Yeah, I did like the whole idea that they split up, and you had like Ralph being like a superhero. Yeah, and it was all about them coming together. But you had no Shredder. They kind of made them look really weird. Yeah. Uh, but it was of the time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So speaking of weird, these tales in oh. in the Michael Bay remake. What when you first saw them? What did you think? Uh, they looked more alien like than turtle like. Yeah, well, you know what the backstory is why they looked alien, right? No. Apparently, a big plot point that they were planning was that they weren't mutants; that they were actually aliens from another planet. But there was such a backlash that they kind of ripped that out. So almost similar to the whole Sonic uh, escapade. Yeah, like, pretty much. Everybody threw a fit, so they went and stuck back to the regular. I'm actually kind of glad because that was an, an ugly design. <laughs> it's it's kind of nice that they actually listened because that design was terrifying. Well, you got to understand, you're, you know, you're you're making movies for people to come and see them. And if the people don't want to see them, then yeah, what are you making it for? Exactly. So this movie came out, Jesus, uh, this came out 2014, July 29th, uh, on a $125 million budget, and it made $493.3 million. So it made some serious bank. Um, directed by Jonathan Liebersman. But I f the issue is that's Platinum Dunes. If, if you heard of Platinum Dunes, they're a company, they specialize in remaking stuff. Mm -hmm. They did the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, the uh, Friday the 13th reboot. Oh, huge fan. Um, so they've done like all those reboots, like including, uh, what was it? Oh, fuck. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes reboot. They've if they've done all those stuff. They're known for the darker, grittier. Um, like I said, my issue was uh, that 
their look was a bit too weird looking. Uh, I the one thing I did appreciate is their clothing. I like that it looked like it was just made from shit they found in the sewer. Yeah, it kind of gave them that more you know I live in the street kind of look. Yeah, rather than I, I appreciated that. Um, there was an issue with the face. But other than that, I really, I really liked it, and I really liked what they did with Shredder, because that was cool. Yeah, he was a, a cool character. Um, who oh, what was it? I, I, I uh, William Fickner. Uh, he was like Eric, uh, the Eric Sachs, the CEO guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying he was going to be Crank, that he was going to turn out to be Crank. Or, well, actually, no, it was I, like, it was the, actually meant to be that he was Shredder. But, yeah, but then people were rebelled, and then they, I think there's a lot of like last minute changes to this, because uh, I think William Fickner actually said that he was Shredder in the movie, and then they're like, oh shit, we've got to change well, and, this. And look at what the with the second one, you know, with the second one they introduced Baxter Stockman. Yeah, right. Um, that was Tyler Perry. Yes. So I mean, you know the. They kind of introduced it there with him. They you know could have been changing, and because in the second one they they introduced Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, but, but the thing is though, there was a Baxter Stockman in the first movie too, played by a totally different actor. Oh. Yeah, so they recast him for the second one. Um, so uh, I'm I'm looking at the names of the actors. The one guy I recognize is uh, Alan Richson as Raphael. Do you, does that name ring a bell? Not really. Uh, you ever watch Blue Mountain State? Yes. Fad. Oh. Fad is Raphael in that movie. Huh. And he, he's really good at either being like a complete goofball or like a really cool stoic asshole. He was that big jacked up guy. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, and then Noel Fisher, who was uh, Mickey Malkovich in Shameless. Hmm. So, um, what was it? Tony Shalhoub was the voice of Splinter. You, you recognize him, right? Uh, he's been in Monk. He's the guy who gets his head blown off in Men in oh, Black all okay. the time. Yes, I know. The name sounded familiar. Yeah. Now I know, now I know. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was in this. Um, I don't remember this movie as much, but I appreciate what they tried. And I, I actually enjoyed some of the humor. Uh, it was better than the third movie by a mile, but that's not saying much. Uh, times have changed, right? Yeah, it has changed. But I, I do appreciate it. Uh, Shredder was not much of a character in this movie. No. He was kind of a silent man. Uh, and Eric Sachs was more of a villain in this. Um, what was it? Uh, Will... Oh, what's his name? Will... Uh, the guy who plays... Um, what's it? Oh, fuck. Will Arnett. Arnett. Playing... Um, oh, what's his name? The co-worker. It's Vern. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what did you think to Megan Fox's April O'Neil. She's not good. It was okay. Um, I mean, you know, she played the part okay. She had the look, but I didn't really think she was a reporter. No. Um, she's more of an eye candy in this movie than anything. But, I mean, like, you know, if you if you think of, like, you know, like a Transformers, she was, you know, like... Pretty su- much. Supporting actor. Yeah. Right? Supporting actress. So, yeah. I mean, as a lead role, as April? Nah, I don't no, know. no. Um, like, because April was kind of... The lead in these movies, the, I was. She was the lead. She was nosy. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. she had that. I, I didn't. I didn't see that with Megan Fox. No, uh, I, I would, because like I said, April O'Neil is kind of the lead in this, with the toes kind of being supporting characters. Mm-hmm. 
because usually she's the one that gets involved in all the shit and they're there to help her mm-hmm. and she's like she's usually out eye into these movies um, but with Megan Fox she was just there to look pretty and the Tills had to take the brunt of the uh, I think it was just they, they cast her as that for that reason yeah um, you know because I mean you know, she turned down Transformers oh god yeah you know she turned down Transformers yeah you know what I mean and now they put her in the Turtles I think to, to draw people to come watch it yeah so let's go into the second movie Out of the Shadows so this movie was uh, it came out in um, it, it was two years later May 22nd 2016 mm-hmm. uh, 135 million dollar budget it only made two hundred forty-five point six million, hmm. so it probably made its money back, but only just. Hmm. And I actually think this is a better movie because it actually had what I wanted. Yeah, it kind of went into more different, you know, different aspects and stuff. Yeah, it had the introduction of Bebop and Rocksteady, and, and they had the they were introducing the idea of of Krang. No, Krang was in it. That's what I mean. Like you know, like they they were going to go in, you know. They, they could have went further with it. They, they could have, but he was like the final boss of the movie. Yeah. Which was perfect. You had the robot. You, you had the thing inside it. Uh, you, you introduced Casey Jones, played by Stephen Amell. Yeah. Um, Brad Garrett as Krang. Ah. You know who that is? Brad Garrett. He was uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. yeah the brother. He's, he's also the, the voice of Hulk Hogan in the cartoon. Really? You remember Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestlers? Oh, I was Brad Garrett. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then another wrestling, wrestling uh, relation, uh, Sheamus as Rocksteady. I remember that. I remember yeah. That. Yeah, that was huge. And um, Gary Anthony Williams as Bebop. You recognize him? Uh, Bebop, I remember him in a mo- in a show called Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's also in a great TV show called Boondock Saints. Not Boondock Saints. Uh, the Boondocks. The Boondocks, that's that cartoon. Yeah. Right? Animated one. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, Uncle Ruckus. Oh. That's him. So he's a really good voice actor. And I really appreciated their dynamic. Mm-hmm. They were just a bunch of idiots. But that's pretty much what they are in the cartoon. They're Yeah, they're funny. There's you know comic relief. Yeah, they're like slapping bellies, yelling my man at each other, uh-huh. slapping each other on the back. <laughs> the, the whole tank scene was fantastic. Oh, entertaining. Yeah, like... That, that's that's why I enjoyed Out of the Shadows more because it was at the end of the day entertaining mm-hmm. it was fluff but it was good fluff and so it's better than like the third one and I would say it's better than the second one yeah for sure yeah uh, let's see what else um, so yeah um, apparently they're going to remake it again they're going to remake the turtles again yeah oh. yeah how many times can you remake uh, something? I really like. Why don't yeah. you just add to the story already? Yeah, it, it's just. I've also, I, you know, like the the, the the history of remakes. You know, they're they're coming out with so many different things too. And and the time is getting shorter and shorter. That's that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started off as, oh, we'll give it 10, 10 years and we'll remake it. For 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 those of you listening who are uh, of the age of the of the arcade, yeah, uh, they did remake the Ninja Turtle game. Uh, yes, I remember that. Uh, the four player game, yeah, stand up uh, arcade, Turtles in Time. Yes, it's uh, I can't remember the exact price, but it's like the the old case. Yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just 
like like you say, I actually did an episode recently where we talked about remakes and reboots, and I actually forgot to mention that it just seems like they just added more and more remakes at a, a lesser time. They they're like, oh, it didn't work this time, so let's try something different and just paint it as the first one again. Mm-hmm. And it's just. It's, it is getting ridiculous. It doesn't. Not, it doesn't always necessarily yeah. work. Uh, it, it does re. It does reinterest some people in the, yeah. in the stories, but not so much. And the thing is, though, like with a commodity like Tales, you can hibernate it. Yeah. Because you can still do the cartoons. Mm-hmm. You can still do so much with it with the IP that you don't have to make another movie. Mm-hmm. Like this was like what 2016 when it came out. Yep, it's 2019 now, and they're already planning like four years later to make a whole new series. Uh, yeah, but you got to with CGI and stuff like that. Now, I mean, it could be way better. It could be if they take the original story, stick with that, but just kind of make a new age. Yeah, you know, I, it could be. I just hope they don't try and make it into a cinematic universe. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Like, oh, I mean, they had a crossover with Batman. Yeah, they so, did. So, I mean, where would the turtles fall under? Would they be Marvel or would they be DC? They'll be their own thing. They'll make their own universe. You know. They'll get Yojimbo. Yeah, you know. To end it, they'll, they'll get oh, what's the name of the alligator? There's an alligator, uh, Crack Jack or something. Like oh, that. I remember that little. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll just get all those characters. There'll be a Shredder origin story. There'll be a crank. Like there'll be like eighteen <laughs> movies coming out in the space of three years. Just based on turtles. You're going to have a bunch of 40-something-year-old guys that, you know, 30s and 40s going, I remember this stuff, yeah. and then kids are going to be eating it up like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. It is made for them, but the issue is when kids start to realize, oh, this came out when I was younger, why they're redoing it, mm-hmm. that's a problem. I don't mind it where they remake it for a new audience, or even make, like, because in my opinion, Batman does it right. Mm-hmm. Because sure. they completely separate it. But the end of the story. You know, they have what they have in mind, and then that's it. But And they can continue on in another manner. I feel they had one more story to go. Yeah. Um, like, same with X-Men. That story ended, thank fuck. <laughs> because Dark Phoenix was a piece of shit. I haven't seen it. So. Uh, I watched it, I've mentioned this before, but I watched it on a plane, and I wanted to die through the toilet and eject myself. Because it was fucking terrible. Well, thankfully you wouldn't fit. I'll force it. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you very much, Cliff. This actually flew by really, really well. Oh, uh, we we didn't quit midway nope, and started nope. screaming. No tapping out this time. Oh man, no tapping out this time. Uh, speaking of tapping out, uh, you do have an invite in into the gauntlet. You told me you have a high threshold. I do. So you will definitely be uh, down to do a gauntlet in the future. Oh, for sure. It's fantastic. If you have anything to plug, uh, go ahead. Just plug your shit, man, and get out. Just get it over (laughs) with. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out Toro Career Development on Facebook. Uh, We are also on Instagram as well. Check out some of the stuff that we do. Uh, Also, check out myself, Big Cliff Corleone, local wrestler. Do you call it, you still call it that what, what you do wrestling? Uh, sure, we'll call that. <laughs> no, you, I just I, call it old guy. Do, you know, old guy hitting with weapons. Old guy getting hit with stuff. There you go. <laughs> oh, I got a bushy chops, man. You know how it is. But uh, thank you very much for coming on, Cliff. Uh, like I said, the gauntlet has been thrown. Oh, um, I'm pretty much trying to do every month we do an, a gauntlet episode. Uh, just before this, people have experienced the gauntlet, and I'm hoping that they want more. 
So uh, for me, uh, Beaverdoll's movies, I've just redesigned it as as he was showing up. Uh, it's looking more and more fantastic. I'm adding more and more content. It's it's pretty much the hub where you can listen. If you want like a more closer where you get notifications, definitely add on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Anywhere you get podcasts, Beaverdoll's movies is listed. If you want to send me an email, you can either do it through the website or if you want to be a bit more closer, beaverdoesmovies at gmail.com. Uh, definitely check out the Instagram at Beaver Does Movies. Uh, Twitter, I've started to be a bit more active again at Beaver Does. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Big Cliff, thank you very much for coming on. Anytime. We've got some ideas in the future, and we'll, we'll definitely have you oh. on potentially maybe either this year or the next. Can't wait. Thank you very much, and you guys take it easy. <laughs>